These are the incoming recruits that everybody, including yourself, has been sleeping on. You are Locked On Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Sun Devils podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Richie Bradshaw, and I will be your guide for everything Arizona State Sun Devils. Thanks, as always, for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. And, of course, a shout-out to my everydayers who are here every day. Wherever you're getting your podcast, hit like, subscribe, and turn on notifications so you get an update whenever we post new content. You can stay in touch with that content by following me on Twitter. You can find me at RichieBrad36 and the podcast as well at LO underscore Sun Devils. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDON for $20 off of your first purchase. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the recruiting class for 2024 is all but signed. There is one player remaining that we are still waiting for him to officially sign his letter of intent, but otherwise there are 17 players coming to Arizona State as true freshmen, a couple of four-stars, lots of three-stars, some guys that are higher up on that three-star level, but there's a lot of new guys coming in. And a lot of the conversation has been focused around the two four-stars. Of course, when you're looking at this class and you've got Jaden Fortier and Jason Brown, it's very easy to focus on them, and I'm very guilty of that. I am very, very guilty of that. It's also really easy to look at the transfer class that's coming in with guys like Relique Brown and uh, Kamari Wilson, and you look at that and you get really excited. But we would be doing a disservice to some of the other guys that are coming in to Arizona State as true freshmen. There are a handful of guys that I want to highlight, and that's the whole purpose of this episode is to take a look at these kids, give them their roses, and understand that maybe they aren't day one impact guys, but I do think that these are going to be guys that we talk about down the road. And we'll go ahead and start with the Trench Warriors. We're going to focus on the defensive side of the football. First, I want to talk about James Giggy. Giggy is a defensive lineman slash athlete from Bradshaw Mountain High School up in Prescott Valley. I do not claim Bradshaw Mountain. I wish I could. You know, there's just no, no relation, but I like to pretend that it's my mountain. But as far as James Giggy goes, this is kind of like a Mr. Do-It-All. He is going to be coming into the program as a, where did we have him here? 6'3", 245-pound defensive lineman, but he's also got use on both sides of the ball. Not only defensive line, he played some linebacker, but on offense, he played tight end as well, which to me kind of signifies like, hey, maybe this is like an H-back for Arizona State. And they've had value in guys like that. Like Cody Cole had a very good, role for the Sun Devils in the in the mid 2010s with the with the niche that he was able to come up with as that H back tight end kind of player. Maybe Giggy could kind of be in that same realm as a Cody Cole. There's all sorts of different different roles that you can come up with him for a two-way kind of player. And he's also got a little bit of basketball experience too. Played at played at high school, couldn't find the position, but I imagine he was probably some kind of forward for the team. But this is a guy that you want to find a place on the football field for him, whether it's on the D-line or linebacker or tight end or H-back or whatever it is. I look at Giggy as somebody that 
is going to end up being a really nice utility piece for the Sun Devil. Somebody that you're going to be able to line up in a variety of different ways to create different mis mismatches. Giggy is really exciting to me. Someone that I think is going to end up making a lot of noise and making a lot of waves during uh, training camp. He he comes across as that really interesting piece, again, where it's like you can do so many things with him. And, of course, you want to be careful with that because you don't want him to become a a good player in in many ways and not have anything mastered or anything like that. I understand. But initially, early in his career, you have to understand that Kenny Dillingham's going to look at a kid like this and he's going to go, I can do six different things with him. That's the kind of player that he is. Another guy on the defensive line I want to talk about is Ramar Williams. This is another Arizona kid out of East Mark High School in Mesa. Another three-star player, somebody who's got a little, a little bit of production going on for him. 11 sacks this past season and disruptive. Three-star kid, he is uh, 6'3", 250, so he's definitely more of like an edge player for the Sun Devils. Ramar Williams, to me, is definitely the stash and develop guy. I don't expect him to come in and immediately be a day one player, especially with the depth that Arizona State has an edge rusher, primarily with Clayton Smith and Prince Dorba. They don't need him to come out and produce right away. They can take their time with him. But I look at Ramar Williams as somebody that you are going to be able to get the most out of him down the, down the road. He's a athletic kid. He's got dynamic ability off of the edge. He's somebody that I believe is going to end up being developed really nicely in this Brian Ward defense. I almost think that he's almost another like Ashley Williams because Ashley was a very dynamic athlete. He just didn't see the field last year, redshirted, and then decided to transfer. And you know, it is what it is. Power to him. Hope he's going to get an opportunity wherever he goes, but I felt like Ashley Williams was going to be a really good stash guy. And then year two, year three, whenever he does get on the field, he ends up being a really good player for you. Well, now I think that you're going to slot Ramar Williams into that role. And he's going to be that guy that you stash away and you develop behind the scenes, especially with so many studs ahead of him, right? We mentioned Dorval, we mentioned uh, Clayton Smith. There's Garen Stansbury. There's, oh man, off the top of my head, I can't even remember everybody that's coming back because there's been so much change. But nonetheless, you don't need to force Williams out is the bottom line, just like you didn't have to with Ashley Williams last year. I think that's the situation that Williams is going to find himself in. And it's a very good situation to be in. Allows him to bulk up, allows him to learn the playbook, allows him to develop behind the scenes. And then when he is called upon in year two and year three, provided he stays, he's going to end up flourishing. I I think this is a guy we're not going to talk about in 2024, but I think in 2025, he's going to be on a lot of people's radars. And I think by 2026, he's going to be a starter for this team. Definitely someone that you should be keeping an eye on, but we're going to talk about more players inside the trenches that you should be keeping your eye on in just a moment. This is the Locked On Sun Levels podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The NFL regular season might be wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, 
New customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is easy to use, and there's so many different ways that you can bet. There's live same-game parlays. You can also find bets in the new Explore tab, or you can make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find those pop- those popular parlays and many more options. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Again, wherever you're getting your podcast, hit like, subscribe, and turn on those notifications. A shout out to my everydayers who are here every day, and I got to recommend you guys to the Locked On Sports Today, uh, not the podcast, the 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. So all the biggest news stories of the day, you're going to be caught up to date on everything that's going on. Covers all four major sports. It's got all sorts of different shows that are rotated in for Locked On. It's our best national anchors and our analysis and all that good stuff. So if you like Locked On, definitely check out the 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. It's a great way to get you through your long, grueling day at work. Back into our conversation, we're going to flip it over to the offensive side of the football, continuing to look at some of the trench warriors. And I could not pick a single guy here, especially because I don't have tape to really separate these four, but I really don't think we're talking enough about the interior linemen. And there's four guys, four men are coming in for the team. The highest rated is Terrell Kim coming out of Oregon. He is the number four prospect overall out of Oregon and the 40th overall at his position for the interior line, 6'3", 328. So in other words, he's ready to play. Terrell Kim's a plug and play guy. Will he be? Who knows? There's there's a lot of competition. They're bringing in a lot of guys through the transfer portal. There's a lot of competition from the freshmen. There's guys that are coming back. It's going to be very stiff competition, especially along the interior. But Terrell Kim has already got the size. And if he's able to play up to his to his billing as a high three-star recruit, he might be able to see some immediate playing time. But even beyond him, there's some other guys to keep an eye out on. Uh Filava'a Saluni and Samisi Tonga are also two guys to watch. Uh, Saluni coming out of Hawaii and Tonga coming out of Utah. And then Champ Westbrooks is coming out of California. He is the fourth guy that's coming in for the interior lineman. Uh, with Westbrooks, he's got a lot of bulking up to do at 6'3 and a half, 248 pounds. Tonga is another dude who's ready to be plug and play at 6'4, 310. And Saluni is 6'5", 272, could definitely use a little bit of time to bulk up, get a proper nutrition plan, start squatting 1,000 pounds or bench pressing 600 or whatever it is that those offensive linemen can do that I can't even begin to dream about doing. They're going to be able to get these guys on a great plan to be able to get them to be starters down the road. But I think that between Tonga and Kim, you might have players who could see immediate playing time if for no other reason than they're already at a good play weight. Like these are these are plug and play guys because of their size, because of their build. Now if they're able to become finesse players in in this offense, then I think that you're going to be in line for for two players that are really going to make life hell 
for everybody else. I, I think right now you're going into this offseason with no one guaranteed a starting spot right now. Not a single person. I love Lee Fontanu. I think he's definitely your starting center, but his job should not be safe. Nobody should be. Neither of the tackle spots, none of the guard spots, not Fontanu with center. Everything should be a wide open competition. And having four freshmen that are coming in, whether they're up to size or not, is really good news. That's going to be able to create very healthy competition and place you in a situation where you're going to be able to throw out your best five linemen. So I think at the end of the day, you shouldn't be too worried about having a true tackle, a true left tackle, a true right tackle, a true right guard, whatever. I think at the end of the day, what you need to have out there is your five best linemen who can play those spots that they're plugged into at a high level. You've got four interior linemen that are coming in. If they are able to strengthen the room, create good competition, and have that iron sharpens iron mentality, you're going to be in for a very successful offseason with developing that offensive line. Another guy I want to talk about, no longer in the trenches, we're going to be spreading out a little bit now, is Zachariah Sample. Sample is the athlete coming out of Texas. He is a three-star kid, a real, real uh, spark club, spark plug kid. That's what I tried to say. 5'9", 160. He's he's not your prototypical receiver. He's not your prototypical running back. Very small, very light. Plenty of time to bulk him up for sure, but he's going to be coming in right now and it's going to be a how do we get him involved kind of situation. This is probably someone that you redshirt and that's not a bad thing at all. I, I believe for one that redshirting guys is more often than not a very good thing for young kids and for undersized kids and for guys that just aren't used to the college level. I mean, short of your like slam dunk five-star guys or really high four stars more often than not, I believe it's in the best interest of these, of these freshmen to be able to take some time to learn the ropes and get practice snaps and get that that on-field knowledge, not so much through playtime. I I personally am of the belief with the freshmen that it's better for you, unless you're some superstar, to have opportunities to redshirt and to learn. This could be where you're at with Zachariah Sample, especially because you've got guys like Relique Brown out there who are going to be in that same breath. But you're also looking for guys to be able to create an impact. And even at 160 pounds, Zachariah Sample might be that guy. In his career, he's averaging over 100 all-purpose yards. So rushing, uh, receiving, and then punt return special teams in general. That's where I see him as being a very valuable asset for the Sun Devils, is looking at him as a special teams guy with the prowess to be able to break open the big play. The Sun Devils really saw some electric play on special teams from Elijah Badger this last year. Melkon Stovall, pretty solid, but the future of the program is going to be in question. Like, And, and you also have Relique Brown. So 2024, you should be set on special teams. But that doesn't mean that you don't need more guys back there, especially if Badger really starts to evolve. You might not want him on special teams. You might want to reserve him, right? 
this gives a guy like Zachariah Sample an opportunity to come onto the field and be that spark plug, right? He becomes somebody that you just put the ball in his hands and you let him create. He is a little bit of everything for you. But I absolutely see the pinnacle of his value as being a as being a special teams ace for you, as somebody that you you just want to be able to get him the ball in any which way, but especially on special teams where he's able to do so many different things. He's averaging over 30 yards on uh, kick returns. He's averaging um, over 15 yards per punt return. I doesn't show me touchdowns that I can see on max preps, but I would be willing to assume that he's got at least one. But if I had a guy coming out and averaging 30 yards, a kick return and 15 and a half yards per punt return. Yeah. This is someone I want to get the ball into their hands early and often. There's a lot of really good weapons in this class. There's lots of really good interior linemen to be able to bulk up and fortify what was a weak unit last year, but there's one more player in particular who really, really catches my eye. And we're going to talk about him in just a moment. This is the Locked On Sun Levels podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Want to talk to you about our friends over at Game Time now because you shouldn't have to worry about getting your tickets at the last second to your big event or just in general. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy your tickets for all your sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you with killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and the best price guarantee. Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying your tickets. You can see your seat before you even buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. And those all-in prices, they're going to show you the total upfront, and that way you know you're getting a great deal before you check out. Buying those tickets is easy. Two simple taps, you get them in seconds. They have deals right up to the start of the event, and even an hour after the event starts, it's the place to get and find last-minute tickets. Find exclusive flash deals and sponsor deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. Zone deals are available, so you pick the section. Game time picks the seats for big-time savings. And that game time guarantee means you're always getting the best price. Because if you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time's going to credit you 110% of the difference. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On for twenty dollars off of your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. One more time, I appreciate you guys for tuning in as always and making us your first listen of the day. A shout out to my everydayers who are here every day. I also want to make sure that I bring to your attention that really really special locked on sports 24 7 streaming channel on youtube if you want to stay up to date with everything that's going on like the robbie ray trade that happened earlier in today well guess what they're going to keep you up to date on that tune in like and subscribe there is one player in this upcoming recruiting class who to me stands out amongst the rest he is first of all a preferred walk-on, so not ranked, not somebody who the national media is aware of. And if you have not been able to guess who I'm talking about, let me fill you in. Navi Bruzen, quarterback from Liberty, which is right around the quarter from right around the corner 
from me. Liberty High School, he's two-time Gatorade, Arizona High School Player of the Year. He's a champion. He's a winner. He's productive. He can throw it. He can run it. Mr. Do-It-All. I know that a lot of people are going to look at Navi Bruzen and they're not going to be overly impressed with the way he's built. He's 5'11", 190. I get it. Not a lot of guys end up succeeding that are that small. It's it's just part of the stigma of everything. It's part of the, I don't want to call it analytics, but typically when you look at history and you're looking at quarterbacks that, that succeed versus quarterbacks that don't, a lot of times 5'11", 190 quarterbacks aren't getting it done. But times have changed. Times have changed. And Bruzen is somebody who has proven to be able to do things in spite of his size. He's somebody who's able to get things going through the air. He's got over 6,000 yards over the last two seasons. A whopping, in three seasons, played 75 touchdown passes against just 18 interceptions. He is completing over 71% of his passes, 16.5 yards per completion. I believe that's definitely not per attempt. If it is per attempt, then I'm absolutely blown away. And then for his... Overall quarterback rating, uh, 137.9. That's obviously very skewed depending on everything that's going into it. I don't put too much into quarterback rating unless you're in the pros. And even then, very minuscule. But for what it's worth, really good quarterback rating. uh, Over 200 yards per game in his three years. He He is a stud. He gets it done through the air. He's also a really good runner. In fact, this past season... He was absolutely dynamic. 75 yards per game, 7.1 yards per carry, 972 rushing yards in 13 games, and 21 scores on the ground. So 53 total touchdowns in 13 games. And he led Liberty to one of their best seasons ever. It's a young school, but man, Navi Bruzen was just a godsend. For them played otherworldly this year. And he's definitely somebody that that Arizona state should be really happy that they got to me. You're not only getting a quality productive player in Bruzen, but you're also getting a guy who is going to be the epitome of the activate the Valley movement. Bruzen is, is that that example of, Activate the Valley. He's the example of the local kid, the one who ends up becoming the hometown hero that Kenny Dillingham has described. If Bruzen ends up succeeding in any way, shape, or form, we're going to be talking about him forever. Look, Jaden Rashad is the future of this program for the foreseeable future. Two years, three years, whatever. However long he decides to stay, he's the future of the program. But with that being said, Arizona State needs the depth behind him. They brought in, oh man, I can't even remember his name. I've been talking about him plenty. Through the transfer portal, Michigan State, I'll have it here. Just Sam Leavitt. They brought in Sam Leavitt. Trenton Borgay is still here. Jacob Conover is still here for now. I don't really know what's going on there. But eventually... 
they're going to need a primary backup quarterback. If leave it as that guy, awesome. Nothing is guaranteed. Bruising could be that guy. At a minimum, bruising could end up becoming somebody who leads by example. Maybe he's the next Trenton Bourget, somebody who plays when called upon. Maybe he's elite. Maybe he's not. But he's going to be somebody that's going to be with the program, somebody who's going to build up his reputation, not only with Arizona State, but just around the Valley in general. Kenny Dillingham wants the emphasis on stay home, be that hometown hero, be the one that people talk about years down the road and somebody who opens a business and everybody knows that Navi Bruzen is owning this business, right? That's what we want to see out of so many guys. But Navi is. Navi is going to be one of the peak examples of this. This is the epitome of what Kenny Dillingham is trying to establish here at Arizona State. They want Navi Bruzen to end up being the poster boy for the Activate the Valley movement. Yes, we can talk three stars, four stars, five stars all day long. We can talk about it until we're blue in the face. We all want Cooper Perry. That's not a secret. We were all going hard on Elijah Rushing and all the other kids that were local in the Valley. It's no secret to talk about those guys. What is just as important is to talk about building reputation, building culture. Part of that is going after the kids who want to be here. It's not about talent at this point. It's not about, and it's not even talent. It's it's not about the rankings. Navi Bruising, Bruising could be a five-star player. And we would be just as excited for keeping a kid in the Valley as we are for him being a preferred walk-on. At the end of the day, the rankings only mean so much. It gets us excited. The five stars, the four stars, whatever. But when you're bringing in guys that are more interested in building that culture, that are more interested in leaving an impact, in becoming leaders, becoming veterans, in becoming staples, of a program for three years, four years, five years, six years, whatever. This is the kind of potential I see with Navi Bruzen. And again, he could be a starter. Who knows? Who knows? A guy with his kind of production typically doesn't sit on the bench. But we'll see. We'll see because I'm really excited to see what the future holds for a kid as productive as Navi Bruzen is. He may not be the biggest guy on the field. He might not have the biggest arm. He might not be the fastest guy on the field. But if he comes out there and wants to compete every single day and make guys like Jaden Rashada and Sam Leavitt's life a living hell, then we're here for it. I I view him in just as high esteem as I do anybody else in this class. And I really hope that we can start to bring him to the front to the front lines and to everybody's attention. There's a lot of guys to pay attention to in this recruiting class, but do not sleep on Navi Bruzen, the preferred walk-on. And quite frankly, don't sleep on any of the guys that I brought up. James Giggy, Ramar Williams, the plethora of interior linemen, Zachariah Sample, all the defensive backs, the receivers that are coming in. The there, There's a lot, man. There's 17 players coming in just that are recruited. There's guys like Navi Bruzen as well who were not recruited or uh, were not ranked, I should say. We'll see what happens. 
I'm really excited for these guys, but I want to know who you all are going to be paying attention to in their first years. Who do you guys think is being slept on right now? Let me know in the comments. You can hit me up on Twitter at RichieBrads36 and the podcast as well at LO underscore Sun Devils. Wherever you're getting your podcast, though, hit like, subscribe, turn on notifications so you get an update whenever we post new content. I appreciate you guys, as always, for tuning in. We've got another basketball game tonight, so make sure that you're checking that out. We've got more transfer news that's coming in. We're going to be staying up to date on everything that's going on. So again, make sure you're tuned in wherever you get those podcasts. I'll see you later. Till then, you keep it locked right here on Locked on Sun Devils.